Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton and welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so thankful that you are with me today. And we, as always, we have another fantastic guest with us today, Sherry Selickson. She has been on with me before, but it's been quite some time. And this topic that we're going to talk about this week is going to be such an encouragement to you. I know just talking with her about it and and looking at some of her points and notes, I'm like, oh, I need to hear this so badly. We are going to talk about the power of words for our children and and how are we using these words to bring up our kids and, and, and what impact does this have on their lives. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, CTC Math. I am grateful for CTC Math because, as you know, I am not a big mathy person. Is that a word, Sherry? Mathy? Of course that? it is. Yes. <laughs> if, if it wasn't, it is now. I just made it into one. <laughs> I don't love math, but the people at CTC Math do love math. And so they've created this amazing curriculum for you and for me. Go to ctcmath.com. It's an online program that you can go to and try it out for free. See if it's a good fit for your family. ctcmath.com. Sherry, welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I'm so glad that you are with me. It has been quite some time since you've been with me. It has. It really has. And yet the last couple of years have just flown by. So (laughs) I'm glad to be back though. I'm really happy to be here and um, just super excited about what you guys are doing. So this is a joy. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. The last time you were with me was in our old studio and things have changed up a little bit. We've moved to Oklahoma since then. And um, yeah, so much has changed in the last couple of years. Um, But one thing that hasn't changed is our responsibility as moms and the things that God tells us in his word, because we know the word of God never changes. And I am so thankful for you to just bring this encouragement to us this week. I know it's, like I said, it's one that I need to hear and be reminded of on a consistent basis. Um, Some of us as moms and dads, we have the gift of communication and we have the gift of encouragement when it comes to our kids. And then some of us don't have that gift and we might find it a little bit more difficult to bring these encouraging words to our kids and to edify um, our kids instead of terrify our kids with our words and with our attitudes and with the look on our faces and with the tone of our voices and all the things that come with the way that we communicate with our kids. And one thing I've learned, which I'm sure you have as well, is when we are um, talking with our kids, we get to see ourselves reflected in them because oftentimes they talk to us the way that we speak to them. Or yeah, actually I just had this happen today. You know, we're my daughter, um, one of my daughters spoke to her sister the way that one of her parents speaks to, you know, had spoken to her. And, and I was like, okay, well, let's, let's take a step back and, um, you know, let's, let's be kind in our words. Um, and so, you know, we, we show a lot of grace in our family, of course, as most families do, but I want to just always be careful to speak to my girls in a way that encourages them. And at the same time, sometimes we need to speak truth and we need to speak words that are hard, hard to say, hard to hear. So I want you to talk with us um, just about words. I mean, there are tools that we use every single day, all day long, especially with homeschool moms as homeschool moms, because we talk to our kids all day long. Um, So talk to us about this. Why is it that words are so very powerful in our world? I think that um, it's interesting when I started thinking about this, obviously, raising my children and saying things and re-saying things and apologizing and going through all of those things as, as, as the seasons. I mean, it was, it, we speak differently to our littles as we do to our bigger ones. I began to just really pray and ask the Lord to show me 
how to control my tongue and, and how to speak wisely. Uh, and so I started just doing some reading. There's, there's a book called How to Write a Sentence. Uh, Stanley Fish writes this book. And in the book, he says, the skill to produce a sentence is the skill to create worlds. So you were creating worlds with your, with your words. And I, I reflected on that and I thought, you know, that's what the Lord did. That's what God did. When he spoke everything into being, God spoke it and boom, it was. And he spoke it and it, boom, it happened again. And everything he said as a word, boom, it appeared. It was the power to create worlds, literally, um, in history. And so, and so we being image bearers, um, we can speak words that can, can create worlds around us worlds of uplifting and encouragement or worlds that are just frustrated or stress-filled or anxiety-filled. And so it's a very big deal. And I really um, came to the point where I, I, I just appreciated that that is a topic that I needed to be prayerful about as in the midst of it, in the, the throes of the craziness of daily life and, and stress and getting that assignment done and frustrated when this kid doesn't get something you taught for the 15th time and, <laughs> and all of those things. But that's, that's something that we can use as tools to engage our children and, um, and build them up or tear them down. We're, it's all about relationships. And I think that this is a component of relationships that as we walk with our kids, as we pursue them, as we build those relationships, we start to develop a pattern. They're, they're listening to us, just like you said, they're mimicking us. And when we continue to work on our relationship with them, they can learn our heart so that when our words aren't necessarily the way we would like them to be, we have the freedom to go to them or they can come to us and say that, you know, what did you mean when you said that? Or that hurt my feelings. It's so sweet to be able to reconcile um, after the things like that. So I feel like we need to be alert to this and careful as we craft our words so that our children receive them well and are uplifted and not torn down. Yeah. So let's let's break those two things apart a little bit. I want to talk first about how our words can build up our kids. You know, what kinds of words, especially again for those who it's just not natural. And I've learned that, you know, I want to say mostly in my adult life that for some people that's just not a gift that they have. You know, it's funny because those who are pessimists always say that they're realists. <laughs> yes. And yes. and and sometimes those people are the ones who they they're well-meaning and they don't mean to tear down or to be negative, but they're just like, well, this is just how it is. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's hard to know if you're a person like that, how to build others up with your words. And then I want to talk about how our words can negatively affect our kids. But first, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. As we try to impart a biblical worldview in our children and equip them to be salt and light in an increasingly secular culture, we need tools to explain how the scriptures mold our view of every subject we teach. We need homeschool curriculum that shows how the Lord rules over everything we learn while stretching our children to follow Him wherever He leads. Learn how BJU Press Homeschool has served thousands of Christian homeschool families just like yours by visiting BJUPressHomeschool.com. Are you ready to restore our constitutional republic? Patriot Academy is on the front lines of the mission to educate, train, and inspire millions of citizens to know and live their freedoms. With courses and materials from America's Constitution coach, Rick Green, Patriot Academy's Constitution training will equip you to be a leader in your community. You don't have to know anything about history, the Constitution, or the law to get started. The courses and coach training are free. 
Find a class today or sign up to be a Constitution Coach at PatriotAcademy.com. Again, that's PatriotAcademy.com. We are back with Sherry. Um, so let's first talk about how to build up our kids with our words. Okay, well, um, Proverbs 10, 11 says, the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. So our, 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 our words can be a fountain of life. Encouraging words are like juicy peaches in summer. They, they fill us up. They're refreshing to hear. And so I find that it's so much easier, maybe we all agree, that, to find issues with our children versus things that are good um, happening yeah. in the day. And so it's important for us to purpose to find positive real things, sincere things that we can say about how they've behaved. And I like to focus on character. You can also focus on their work abilities and things like that too. Let's say they've been struggling with math and day after day, it's just a struggle. It's not their favorite subject. And you see them just pulling out the book and starting again the next day. Applaud them for persevering and saying, you know, I I know this is a, a subject that you don't love. And this is great that you are learning how to persevere and do something that is important to do that you don't love to do because there are things in our life growing up and once we become adults that we will have to do that we don't love yeah. that we have to learn how to do anyway in person taxes for one <laughs> who loves taxes <laughs> so there's just there's a look for things that we can be positive and sincere about so you have a child who colors this picture that you don't know what it is <laughs> and it's beautiful it's a little toddler and he color and he spent time and you want to say something positive you can talk about the color choices or how you took a lot of time and you diligently did that and they're giving it to you, how thoughtful they are and selfless to make something for someone else. So we want to praise the things that are praiseworthy um, without saying, let's say they were, you know, spent time having a tantrum before that, but then they finished it. You're looking for the positive things. Yes, we need to address the tantrums and yes, we need to talk about the negative things too. But when we're trying to praise them, we want to praise the things that are going to last. You know, you look pretty today is a fine thing to say, but it will not go as far as you shared with your, with your sister today. That was really selfless of you. And that's a blessing because they will, we will always have the opportunity to be selfless. We won't always have the opportunity to be pretty. Right. <laughs> right. It, right. And so we want to, to look for those words of encouragement that, um, that will be sincere and develop a pattern to where they'll hopefully mimic those with their siblings, or they will they will look for um, for that type of uplifting way of encouraging each other. It's biblical. We're being a light to our family. That is our, I kept telling myself as a mom, I'm a light to my family. How can I be a light to my family? And I love to use um, the analogy of salt, but we'll talk, well, that's actually very important. So okay. I'm going to talk about that really quickly. Yeah, let's talk about it. Colossians 4, 6 says, let your speech be always gracious, seasoned with salt to know how to answer others. Okay. So I, as, as a scientist, I'm, I'm, I love teaching science, talk about science. I, I began to reflect on that. How, how can our words be seasoned with salt? Well, what does salt do? If you think about salt, salt is an enhancer. One of my favorite snacks is a dark chocolate with sea salt. Oh, yes. Yep, right. You take a bite. With and caramel inside. Oh, well, well, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> but that sea salt, think about what it does. You're taking your bite, you get a little bit of that salt, and it just makes it explosion delicious, right? It's mm-hmm. so much better. Salt enhances things. That's why when we make sweet goods like cookies, there's a, there's salt in them. You you could have an experiment with your kids and make some with salt and without. The ones without salt are not going to be as sweet tasting because yeah. salt is an enhancer. So words that are salted are salted with the truth of the gospel. They're salted. They will enhance what you say. They will 
make it more worth listening because it's it's much more powerful by having these salted words, words seasoned with truth. And then they also endure. So we use salt as a preservative. Yeah. We use salt, you know, we salt meats in the days before refrigeration. That's how they kept things um, longer because putting salt on it, it removes the moisture so bacteria can't get in there. So salt is a preservative. It preserves things. And so when you think about that, words that are salted, salted words with the truth will last longer. They will endure. They, la- they will stay in your children's minds and hearts longer. And so that is how we need to be thinking about looking for ways intentionally, building the relationship with them, showing, telling our heart when we mess up, going to them, go through that conflict resolution and looking at how we can continue to salt the words that we have so that our kids will be refreshed by it. Yeah. I love that analogy about the salt um, because it is so true. And it's funny before you got to the um, preservation part, I was thinking that exact thing. I was thinking salt preserves and in order to preserve a relationship with our kids, you know, or with our spouse or with our friends or, you know, anyone in our world, one of the best ways to do that is to speak words of kindness. You know, we all have people in our lives. I think whether it's a family member or maybe a friend, you know, from church or in our co-op community or something like that, who are just toxic. Mm-hmm. And the thing that typically makes people toxic is their words, right? It's the things that they say to you. It's the things that they say about you. It's the things that they say about other people or to other people. It's mm-hmm. their attitude. It's their, you know, ev- everything about them that makes them a toxic person. And those are the people who everyone's like, whoa, stay away from them. You know, you, you kind of, you know, walk on eggshells around them because you don't want to become their next victim. And, you know, I've had lots of people like that in my life. We all do because, Mm -hmm. you know, we live in a sinful world, but, you know, I I never want to be that toxic person in someone's life and in someone's world, especially when it comes to my kids and not that I don't mess up and not that I don't say things that are hurtful and, you know, things that I regret sometimes, but, but overall, you know, as character, because that's really what you're focusing on is we're focusing on their character. You know, you talked about not just saying, oh, you look beautiful today. And that's okay. We want to say those things too, but you're saying focus on the character, focus on who they are as God's creation and developing that character in there. And and others will will respond too. Even non-believers respond to it because that's the way we're wired. I, I was at the grocery store and the person in front of me a while ago was just exploding, upset about something. I don't know what the, the cashier was just very calm, very peace, patient, very, very, you know, just very um, careful with how she responded. And then, so it was my turn to talk, to be checked out. And I was talking with her and instead of saying, Oh, it's okay. Or that guy was terrible or something. I said, I really appreciate how gracious you were with him. That was just really, um, a breath of fresh air to see how you handled that because that was not a nice situation. And she just started crying. I didn't mean to do that. But it just, it instantly just connected us. And it was rather than saying, oh, you know, what a terrible person and, and helping her feel down. She actually was grateful that I said that when she composed herself and I composed myself too. Um, It was, it it really isn't as compelling when we, when we focus on those things. So um, definitely, definitely important to do. Yeah. And it probably took her from what could have been a really, really bad rest of her day to a day that was probably manageable because someone else came behind that one person and just affirmed her, you know, and her character. And so that's, that's huge. It's huge. And it is hard to do that. That is something, you know, by nature, I'm a pretty positive person, but I still, even though I am, I still have to remind myself to say positive things to my kids and to affirm them 
in the things that they do and to speak kindness to them and to speak, um, you know, just encouraging words as much as I can, because if I'm not intentional about it, I, I, you know, the day just flies by and I'm just like, okay, we've got a to-do list. We've got a checklist. We got to get all the things done that we can get done today. And somehow our kids, I think, can get kind of lost in that mess of do, 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 and not ever stopping and just saying, you're doing a great job, you know, or I'm proud of you because of X, Y, Z, even if we're frustrated. I mean, I think even if we're frustrated with them, that's even more powerful and an even better time to just say, you know what, I'm really frustrated with this particular thing that you did, but I so appreciate this thing that I see in you. Um, yes. Yes. But we have to be intentional about that. That's right. Cause it's not our gut reaction to do. And I'm talking about this, not because I've perfected it right. only because I've learned a lot of what not to do. And I saw where my children did respond. I'm like, Oh, we should be doing this and just, yeah, being prayerful and God revealing certain things. And again, I'm not, I'm not perfect, but I feel like all of us can be encouraged and all of us can purpose to continue to, to grow and along with our kids. This is, yeah. this is part of the, the gig of being a parent. We right. get, we get so much opportunity to be on our knees and for yes. God to grow us. So yeah. Um, amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, okay. So let's then talk about, cause that's how we can build them up. Let's talk about how our words affect our kids negatively. Um, death and life are in the power of the tongue. <laughs> that's so the death part, that's what we're talking about here. Um, and we know this, we can, we can get frustrated. Um, and again, we've talked a little bit about this, you know, let's say you're working with some, with the child on the same lesson five days in a row, and they're just not getting it. And you don't understand, you know, you don't know another way to explain the, I don't know, let's go with math because math is such a great example yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just not getting the problem and you're, right. you've gone over how to do it step-by-step step 72 times. The frustration is there and we can just out of, out of that frustration, say things like, well, your younger sister knows how to do this. Oh, right. I mean, Ouch. why can't you get this? How else can I, I mean, that's, that's like in our gut, you know, how come this one knows it and you don't? And it's kind of like saying duh to your kid. I mean, it, it, it's like in, in public because the other kids are hearing it. And so we have to be very, very careful. Um, so we can, we need to then, you know, go and apologize and go through that whole process. But understanding when we're frustrated, sometimes we need to take a step back. Sometimes I need to remove my mouth from the situation. And, or if it's, if it's a super high escalated situation, um, I oftentimes say, guys, we're going to go to opposite rings. You go to your room. I'm going to go to my room. Let's, my room, let's pray. And then we'll come back. Um, and with the proper, our heads in the proper order, we can then um, approach this. And so we can be more careful and our emotions aren't going cuckoo or theirs aren't either. Yeah. Um, so sometimes we have to pull ourselves out. But, but let me tell, just tell you something. I think, you know, homeschooling our children is one of the coolest things that we can do to protect them from, from um, deathly words, yeah. because when you're putting them in an environment where they're with lots of other kids, the same age, um, who compare with each other and, um, do things where they're just, you know, if you, if you stand out in any way, they're looking for somebody who's, who's different yeah. or who says something different or sounds different. And then they start using words. And as soon as they use a word, it sticks to a child by keeping them from the foolishness, unsupervised foolishness. Mm -hmm. of, of that environment, we are protecting our children from lots of words that can bring them down. Yeah. Um, they don't have to feel like they're, they're not smart. 
They don't have to feel like they're not whatever. Um, We have the opportunity to build them up. And so there's a protection there that we can, um, can encourage our children with. And by having them home, it's just such a blessing to protect them, protect them from that. Um, and then we have to be careful about the non-word messages. You, you alluded to that earlier. Yeah. The way we talk to our kids, uh, particularly our teens, our teens pick up on this. Um, they're, they understand sarcasm. <laughs> sarcasm is, you know, unless your family is like, if that's your culture and everybody knows it's in jest, sarcasm can be received poorly. And so we have to be very careful. Our littles don't understand it. And if we're speaking in sarcasm, like, well, that's the 15th time you've done that. Um, you know, that's, that's heard differently. There's more words that are being said or received by them than the words that came out of your mouth. Yeah. So we have to be careful. The eye rolling, you know, moms can roll eyes too. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to be careful not to do that because it's telling them something. Um, so we have to, um, and we have to practice listening. This is, this is another part of the words thing because words are meant to be heard. And so when they're sharing something, we want to give them that undivided attention. We want to show them that they're important and that they're worth listening to. Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who's, a, I just love reading about him. He says, he speaks about that. Um, half-eared lis- listening diminishes the other. Half-eared listening. How often do I, as a mom, half-eared listen to my children? Yeah, honey, I hear it. Yeah, that was nice. That's, you know, I'm busy doing 75 things. Yeah. It's very easy to not turn our 100% attention. Now, there may be times where we can't. And so we need to say that. I really want to hear what you have to say. I'm right in the middle of this. Can we purpose to come back and talk about this in 10 minutes? I want to hear it. And then purpose to do that. Because there, if it's important to them, then it needs to be important to us, particularly our teens. And I'll tell you, most of the time, the teens are good. You have teens, don't you? Yep. The important conversations happen right when you want to go to bed. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. They become these nocturnal <laughs> beings and I'm tired and I'm ready to go to sleep. And that's when you hear, Hey mom, can we talk about an insert super important topic? Right. Take the moment, you know, we're homeschooling, let them sleep in an extra hour tomorrow, but it is so important to give them a hundred percent of your attention when it's important to them, especially those teens. It's such a, yeah. a big deal for them. So they're designed for independence as they're becoming more mature. And so their thoughts may be a little bit different than ours. Um, it, it's the way they're wired. We, they're wired to become adults. Yeah. And they're starting to feel that, particularly our boys, our young men, they're still under our authority as moms um, and dads, but they're trying to like spread their wings a little bit. So they're gonna say, well, I don't think so. Okay, let's talk about that. And we need to be respectful, we have to set ground rules. So we have to be very careful that our words are not heard incorrectly, mm-hmm. and maybe even have them repeat back. Do you understand what I'm saying here? I really want to make sure that you understand so that the communication is is being like, not just in their ears, but into their brain, right. because sometimes it doesn't make it all the way. Right. Um, and so we have to make sure that they're, and we are understanding too. So let me understand what, let me just say, so I heard you say this, are you telling me that this is how you feel? And this is why then they know you've listened and you're concerned to understand it's, it's again, it's a part of that relationship. We want to build close relationships with our kids so they know that we're for them. Yeah. So when we say something weird or wrong yeah. or um, or we're not listening completely, they know that, okay, mom's just overwhelmed right now or whatever, yeah. And but I know she loves me. I know she's for me. And that's just such a, an important thing for us to get so that yeah. we are not giving those bad words, the bad um, angle, the bad side of the words, the bad side of the sword 
yeah. of our words. Yeah. Wow. Words are so powerful. Um, we are out of time, but we're going to come back on Wednesday. We're going to continue this conversation. Um, Sherry, we it's so funny. I brought you in. We started talking and I didn't even let you introduce yourself. So we'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> we're going to learn all about Sherry Seligson and who she is and what she does. Uh, but uh, for those who are listening right now, where can they find out more about you and your ministry? Um, I have a website, SherrySeligson.com. I also have a YouTube channel um, under Sherry Seligson. Um, I work right for Apology Educational Ministries, and you can find me on their website too. Um, Facebook, first and last name, Instagram, I'm everywhere. So okay. um, yeah, I'd love for people to connect. Okay, sounds great. We'll put those links in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please be sure to share this with a friend. I know you have a friend who needs this encouragement. Maybe it's that toxic friend in your life and you're just like, hey, why don't you just listen to this podcast? It might encourage you with your kids, but really it's something that they need to listen to. (laughs) So whether they're toxic or not, um, share this with your friends. We will be back with you guys on Wednesday. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you then. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.